Hello and welcome to Autism Society of Berks County, Inspiration and Impact. I'm your host, Carol Spencer. So, how you doing out there? Uh, Where I am, we are starting off with week seven of self-isolation and the beginning of the third full week of doing online schooling at home. But wherever you are in this timeline during COVID-19, I hope that you're in a better groove with your kids your schedule, your sleep, your work, all of it. Um, I'm still recording at home with the help of the People Chronicles to get these podcasts out there. So thanks again to them. And I'm, I am hoping at some point to get a guest on for some of the upcoming podcasts. But you know what, we're going to take it one day at a time. And until then, it's just me again coming to you from my little office at home. So on the last podcast, you know, I was not in the best of places. We were seeing a lot of behavior issue, behavior issues with our son. You know, it, it was the screaming, a little bit of self-harm, which was really scary. I mean, he was basically a disaster. Um, to give you an update, I can cautiously say that things are a bit better. Now that we know what specifically he's supposed to work on for school, we can better plan his day. It, it's not perfect, Uh, It doesn't always get executed the way I would like, but really, it is so much better. Uh, The real loud and aggressive behaviors have subsided for the most part. And, you know, it still depends on the day. I I think now we can better discern if it's because of hunger or his being tired or if it's it's pain from his teeth. You know, that's where we see the the self-harm happen. Um, We also found a a bit of behavior when it comes to reading assignments because this kid ain't a fan of reading, but uh, we work through it. Uh, I, I think it's helped that the majority of his workload is very familiar to him, so he knows what's expected of him. And I think that contributes to some of the calm. And I want to give a shout out to Pete's life skills teacher, Jamie Harner, who has been bending over backwards for all of her students and has endured endless texts from me of all of my questions. And we are very lucky to have a teacher like her. Uh, Last time I also talked about being stuck in the suck. Well, we are still in the stuck, stuck in the suck asleep or lack thereof. Um, As I mentioned before, Pete's sleep has never been great. Uh, Nothing has ever really worked for him. Melatonin, prescription medication, CBD oil, the regular like nighttime sleep aids. We have tried all of it and nothing works. So it is what it is, except now it's even worse. Uh, Last week, I think he slept a total of 12 hours out of 72. He has been up all night long, just partying all night long, several times over the past two weeks, which means we're up or in and out of sleep all night long, and we are definitely not partying. Uh, Thankfully, he's not a destructive kid, but he's loud, and he is wired and cannot settle down, not even with the weighted blanket, like nothing is working. And the lack of sleep, as you know, can greatly impact how a person functions during the day. But I did manage to get my laundry folded at 3.30 in the morning, so... You know, there, there's a positive for you. I think the toughest thing is keeping Pete engaged and mentally stimulated. Uh, I know I know you can relate. You're trying to help your child uh, with any one-to-one help he or she needs. You, you might have other children to attend to. You may have a job that you need to be present for either online or you have to leave your home to work. And I think we've all learned quickly that there really is no such thing as balance. I think it's a myth, and I think sometimes if we accept that, uh, the quicker we accept that, the better we feel, because something's got to give. Here, electronics are an easy go-to. 
we don't like it, but when my husband and I are on work calls and our daughter's doing her schoolwork, we need to have him do something to keep him occupied that he can do independently. But we did realize that we had to make some changes because I think too much of that screen time really took a toll on his sleep and his ability to focus and engage. So that's what prompted me to talk a bit more about that on this podcast. What do you do to keep things going at home? How do you keep it as normal as possible? And I know every situation is so vastly different, but I want to just throw out some recommendations from our families and what we've tried that maybe you can incorporate at home or at least use them as a starting point to do what works best for your particular situation. It's it's very general, but hopefully you can get something out of it or know that you're headed in the right direction. So more than anything, the number one thing that everyone recommends is consistency. Have a schedule as best as you can. Our loved ones with autism crave consistency and structure and structure. As one mother told me, it gives them a sense of control, purpose, and normalcy. You have to do what works at your child's level. I mean, it might be as basic as getting up and going to bed at the same time every day. Your child may do best with pictures, um, either from something online or from a magazine or actual pictures that you take within your home. Uh, My son does lists. He has something called Visual Planner on his iPad that he used at school, and we've started to do that at home. His morning routine on there is the same as it is for every regular school day. He has breakfast, he fills the water bottles, Brush, wash, get dressed, make your bed, and fitness, because fitness, I think, is his first period at school. And then we go on to schoolwork and so on. And then um, we have lists within lists. So during schoolwork, I have a handwritten uh, wipe-off board of assignments to complete before he gets a break, and he checks off everything as he goes. Um, have if, Whatever you do, make sure it's on display where a child can see it and involve them in checking things off when they're done. Like really make sure that they're part of that that process. Uh, I also think most importantly, at least for us, that movement is very, very important. Exercise, sensory time, make sure it's included throughout your day. You might even want to incorporate it with your academic tasks. Uh, We call it pairing, where you include a preferred activity with a non-preferred activity. So for example, um, maybe your kid does a couple of math problems and then bounces on a ball for 30 seconds because that's what they really like to do. Or maybe they bounce on the ball while they're doing the math problems. That might give them more motivation to to get their work done. Have fidgets on hand. like little koosh balls or anything that they can play with with their hands. I I would also say do movement and exercise before sitting down to do an activity because getting that sensory input uh, first may help with that focus. Uh, One family brought as many outdoor activities inside, such as getting like a mini trampoline. I mean, if anything, get outside, take some walks, go for a drive. I know that's not really movement related, but sometimes just that change of scenery helps. Um, For for Pete, uh, we made him start running up and down the stairs 20 times. I mean, it's a good workout for him. Uh, He's starting to do the Couch to 5K program with his sister. Uh, We... You know, we're big fans of All Abilities, uh, the gym, local gym that he goes to for special needs. And she has put out some online videos that are easy for him to follow. And he knows the teacher on there. So we'll do exercises there. 
a little bit of weight. And because with all of those things, there's a routine and there's patterns that he, he likes to do with that. Um, a lot of our families talk about doing reinforcers, those little things that help keep your child on task. Uh, for some kids, it could be like a, a token board. You do A, B, C, and then you get D. And using those terms like first them. And I think it's important to let them help decide what is first and what is then. Because I think the more that they can be part of that process, the more likely they'll be engaged in doing the activity. Um, I think somebody else said that they their child is reinforced by sending pictures or videos to their teachers. And, and that might be something that works for your child. Like, hey, you know, you're doing this. Let's show Mrs. So-and-so what you did. Um, another thing real quick, I think including them in on jobs. I mean, this is the perfect time to really build up some functional life skills, right? And I, I don't think it matters what age it is. Even two-year-olds can help you toss laundry into a dryer. Uh, Pete has to do it because it's really part of his curriculum. You know, he's 18. So those functional skills are all part of that. And we actually have to video record them and do a special share site. So for him, it's been kind of cool to watch himself do these things and watch his peers do it. And then you can also comment with a video or, or, or something like that. So it's, it's, that's, that's been pretty cool. Um, Another suggestion that I thought was really good was don't allow them to get away without communicating. It is so easy to anticipate our kids' needs, isn't it? Uh, However, they can make their needs known, and we need to hold them to it. Uh, Pete's pretty limited verbally. He uses something called the Prolo Quo to Go app. And we've been working with a speech therapist on how to implement that correctly. Uh, It's going really well. And that he's actually just started to initiate some different requests on his own. Like I always thought he talked more at school than at home and we'd like to see it happen here too. But you know, who knew the more we put him to task, the, uh, the better he's getting at it. Um, this might not be the most appropriate way to think, but if something just isn't happening academically that day, you know, don't, don't sweat it. Yes, you know, schoolwork is important, but, you know, set a timer if you need to. What gets done gets done. I mean, I was really stressing about this, that he wasn't getting through all the different things that he had to for school. And I have a very good friend who has taught special education for years. She's very well respected. And she basically said to me, you know, what does it matter? <laughs> and that, you know, that kind of set me back. Like, what do you mean, was it to matter? What does it matter? And she said, in the grand scheme of things, if he doesn't do, you know, this thing or that assignment, is it going to ruin his life? I mean, we're in survival mode. And, you know, you know, she said, what's really most important is the status of our kids' mental health. And, you know, she's right. Yes, we want them to be responsible. We want them to follow through as best as they can with their work. But, you know, what does it matter? You have to pick your battle. So if anything, keep in communication with your teachers, but really some things are just going to have to give and that is okay. I know and a couple of parents have talked about keeping that social contact and I think everybody by now knows what Zoom is. So, you know, do that if your child's into it. You know, maybe you start one-on-one with a favorite relative or a special friend. Um, one family told me about Uh, something really cool that they were doing with the grandparents since they couldn't see them. So the grandparents 
would record a Zoom session where they talk about a time from their childhood. It's the stories that their kids love to hear. The grandparents had fun preparing for it. It kept everybody less isolated. And then now they have these memories preserved that they can watch over and over. I mean, I thought that was just a really cool idea. Uh, Pete's not into doing any of that or, or texting or FaceTime. Like he'll pop in, barely wave hi, and then he's out. So we actually tried Snapchat. You know, I am not a technology person. You know, I'll do the, you know, Facebook and all that, but I don't have Instagram. I, I can't stand Twitter, all those things. But Snapchat for him, you know, the, the filters are fun. You may, you know, all those silly faces. Uh, you can write a simple message more colorfully and then, you know, have the bitmojis and it's easier for him to be a little bit more social that way. Um, because everyone is different, it really would help to visit some different resources. So here in Pennsylvania, we have something called a CERT, which is, you can find it paautism.org and they are the go-to resource for all things autism in our state including uh, daily updates during this whole quarantine. Uh, I would also say look to some of the bigger names in autism in the autism world like the Autism Society of America our, our parent uh, uh, organization uh, their website they have social stories and resources to help you through this time. Um, for many parents uh, you know uh, Quite a bit of them said Pinterest for ideas for sensory or for play or just making the academic component of the day a little bit more fun. Uh, And it may sound basic, but, you know, reach out to your fellow autism parents. Check in, catch up, find out how they're doing. In fact, one of the local businesses here is starting an online Zoom support group to do just that. So maybe that's something that you would want to try just to just to get your feelings out there and and talk to somebody who gets it. And the last thing I wanted to leave you with is something that one mother told me about. Her daughter, I think I mentioned her in the last podcast, is you know very verbal but just was not getting why she couldn't go out with friends, go to her favorite places. And you know her mom said families need to turn off the news or really limit it and really realize this is how it's going to be for your loved one. They just may not ever get it. And don't force them to try and understand what's happening. Maybe you find a simple social story about what's happening and just keep referring to that. And she said to just reassure them that you understand what they're feeling and that you validate that no matter what age your child is or whatever their cognitive level may be. And so like the last time, there are the three things to keep in mind each day paraphrased from an article by Sean Patrick Hughes. So remember, gratitude. Pause and look for those moments of gratitude. They are there even on the darkest of days. Don't project any reality as a representative of some permanent future. What happens now will not be the ruin of anyone. You're doing fine. And through the lens of service, the tedious becomes honorable. You are doing good things for your child, even if it doesn't feel like it. So that's it from me. I hope everyone takes care, stay safe, stay healthy, breathe, hang in there. And as always, thank you for listening. For more information, visit us at autismsocietyofberkscounty.org. Join our Facebook page, Autism Society of Berks County Members Group, and check us out on Twitter at Berks Autism.